they're here today and they're in for a treat hallelujah greet them then you may be seated blessed be the name of the Lord hallelujah praise the name of Jesus glory well I tell you you are in a treat today we're we always get so blessed when Teen Challenge shows up they've never showed up with signs before so I don't know what the signs say but I know brother Gary's got it good and ready I tell you, I appreciate Brother Gary and Sister Sandy. Man, they put their hearts into people's lives. Are they heroes, guys? I mean, are they a blessing? And every time they come, they are such an encouragement and a blessing. And all of Teen Challenge, and we see them here, these guys come, and now these ladies, and they're here, then later on they're gone, and you get good reports about they're just doing awesome things, and so we're so proud of them. But we're honored to have you all today. We're honored to have Teen Challenge of Louisiana here, and would y'all just come, and let's just receive them, and let's give them a hand. Brother Gary. Good morning. Good to be at Word of Grace. I appreciate you, Pastor, and his wife. Um, we bonded immediately. You know, we're the same age. I know he looks a lot younger than I do, but I lived a hard life for a while. I got an excuse. Um, and they were missionaries that uh, evolved into this, and we automatically always bond with uh, missionaries at heart and, uh, because they, they understand what we're doing. Amen? And we appreciate your pastors. Y'all got some good pastors here. Amen? And I'm not just saying that. You really do. You really do. And you, uh, you didn't come to our, you didn't, weren't able to speak at the graduation, but he just spoke the charge that was given to the graduates by uh, Brother Blakeney from the district office yesterday. He basically said, look, uh, he used uh, uh, Moses for an example uh, in several of the uh, rejects in the Bible and said uh, they made mistakes, but God is looking for a, a person that makes big mistakes to use them mightily for the kingdom of God. Amen? I um, took my wife... It was last week, uh, she had a doctor's appointment here in Alexandria, and uh, I've shared this on a Sunday night, uh, kind of in detail, but I'm just going to take 60 seconds here, and I, uh, I said, babe, you ever seen the hotel I was arrested at here in Alexandria? She says, no, I hadn't seen it yet. You know, my name's Gary Bentley, the hotel is the Bentley, uh, just kind of, kind of uh, ironic, but uh, that's where I... Uh, that was my last uh, night of a decent accommodation uh, before I went to uh, concrete slab and stainless steel and chow time at 4 a.m. for a year. Amen? But who knows but God. Amen? But God. I don't have to live like that anymore. I don't have to rob a store on MacArthur Boulevard anymore. Amen? Aren't some of you business owners glad I'm up here? Come on. God is awesome, and God is real. Amen? 
And uh, what's more important is God is still changing lives. Let me tell you something, church. There's nothing more important than a changed life. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing is more important than a heart getting changed and a new creation beginning. And, uh, and that's what's happening at Teen Challenge. Before the students come up, and I actually have never really done this, uh, we have three ladies that have recently completed the program, and I'm going to ask all of them to come up here. We have Molly, we have Becca, and we have Takara. Come on, Jesus. No offense, guys, but I, you know, my heart goes out to the ladies. <clears throat> anyway, I just love seeing uh, God change, uh, change men and women's lives. And they, these ladies just completed the program, and they decided to stay on with the ministry. And I think it's important to see this, you know. Uh, you're going to hear from some students who are presently in the program. But these ladies are outside of that bubble now. Amen? Living for Christ. So just take about a minute each and share what God's doing in your life. Hi, I'm Molly. I'm 28, and I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, a year ago, I was very broken and very empty, and I spent most of my life trying to fill that void, and towards the end, it became drugs and alcohol. Um, within the last year, I found Jesus all over again. Um, I was raised in a Christian home, but never really followed that walk closely, and within this year, I've become closer with him than I could ever imagine. And um, since completing, I've decided to stay on and pour back into these girls what has been poured into me. Amen. Hi, I'm Becca. Um, I'm 28, and I'm from Chalmette, Louisiana. Um, when I first came in the program, um, nobody would talk to me. My mom was just like done with me and she took my daughter. I have a five-year-old daughter. She took custody of her and I only saw her a few times. I just completed March 8th and I only saw her a few times, maybe like five times in that year. And since then, after I completed, I went home and stayed with my mom for a week and my daughter and got to spend all week with her. And now next Wednesday, I'm going to pick her up in Lafayette because I got my driver's license Friday, so. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a couple of times, but I got it. <laughs> so I'm driving legally for the first time in five years, so. Um, but I'm going to pick her up in Lafayette, and she's coming to stay at the center with us for 10 days by herself with just me and her, so. That's God. Okay, um, first I'd like to thank God for pulling me out of my darkness, the life that I was living. Um, two years ago, well, my name is Takara Taylor. I'm 28 years old from Jacksonville, Florida. Let me know if I'm speaking too fast because I'm talking kind of fast. But um, um, I graduated last year, April the 27th, and I will be a year on with Teen Challenge. I know God had called me to Teen Challenge, but um, at the age of 23, that's when I started doing drugs, and my drug of choice was crack cocaine. And I knew Christ, and I was, you know, God had me in this bubble of protection, but I was still living that life. I didn't care. I worked all my life. It's time for a break, and the break hit rock bottom. And I knew one day the Holy Spirit said to Cara, 
you going back to Teen Challenge? I'm like, no, I'm not going back to these crazy people. But look at me now, and I'm still standing strong in the Lord, and he just poured his mercy and grace upon me. And, and God bless me with these wonderful women here that I could pour into their life. You know, I have to stay prayed up and in the Word so I could pour into their life and, and reach the lost. So thank you. Y'all give them a hand. Amen. You know, you walk in with God when, uh, you know, they're, they're from larger cities and they're in the piney woods living in, in a cabin. Uh, and they probably never in their wildest dreams thought that they would do something like that. But uh, we're just excited about what God's doing in their life. Uh, real briefly, uh, Teen Challenge has grown. We're, uh, we have a women's induction center in New Orleans. We have our men's induction center in New Orleans. We have a men's induction center in Ruston. We have our training center in Dodson, which is where all these men are from. Uh, our Shreveport building has been purchased. We have our certificate of occupation. Amen? The power is on. We just have some renovation that needs to be done. Uh, we have a director and his wife who are, have an office in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and the whole vision and dream there is to open a facility. We don't have the property. We don't have the building yet, but, uh, and I know these, this will excite these ladies. Uh, we need a facility for women and their children. Amen? So uh, that is our goal in Lake Charles, Louisiana. So uh, just continue to pray with Teen Challenge as we move forward. Uh, with the help of God, just to uh, try to continue to meet the need uh, for the hurting. Amen? Amen? But before we move on, just want to tell you, uh, we have some stuff out in the foyer, candles that the ladies make, the guys make. The ladies probably do a better job, okay? Uh, we have plaques that the guys make uh, that are out front. You know, and, I, and I, I don't say this just as a sales pitch, but yet I say it as a sales pitch. You know, buy a candle and don't, I'm not saying go home and build an altar or anything, all right? But uh, buy a candle and when you smell it, let it remind you to pray for Teen Challenge. Amen? Uh, just let it be a reminder. You know, uh, we wouldn't be where we're at. They wouldn't be where they're at if their family didn't pray for them. And we wouldn't be where we're at if the Teen Challenge, the people who believe in this ministry, didn't pray for us. Amen? So uh, just uh, support us in that way, and I'm going to ask the people in the sound booth before the students come if you could start that track. Uh, I think it's moving forward, and the students have a special presentation for you. Thank you. God bless you. Moving ahead, 
I'm here to declare to you My past is over in you All things are made new Surrendered my life to Christ I'm moving
Hi, my name's Carrie Hendricks, and um, I was born in New Zealand and adopted by missionaries. And um, I grew up in Baton Rouge, and um, I was molested by my father, who was a preacher. So I became very angry at God, the church, and everyone around me. And um, I dipped in drugs, and but my vice that I chose was alcohol. And so I had a very good sales job in Scottsdale, Arizona, and um, we had clients um, over before a golf tournament. And I had one too many Bloody Marys and decided to drive. And I um, flipped my car over and almost lost my arm. I've had 24 surgeries. And so then I got addicted to pain pills because, you know, they were prescribed and I needed them for my arm. And my family freaked out because I took me into this downward spiral. It just got worse and worse. And so I came into Teen Challenge broken, heartbroken. And I didn't know where to turn. And I knew God and I knew in my mind who he was, but I didn't have this heart relationship with Christ. And I didn't have Christ in my heart. And I've learned at Teen Challenge that he is there and that his grace and mercy is why I'm still alive and why I am here to tell you that my arm may be ugly, but I'm going to go to heaven. And I've just learned that we're vessels and we're to fill up this. He's given me this supernatural joy and peace that I've never felt before. And we're just vessels to fill up and be able to overflow and teach the world what we know. And I'm just ready for him to use me in any way that he can. I can't help it. I got to tell you what the ladies did the other day. They showed up for class and um, they all had uh, bands on their arms. And it was uh, Carrie's first day to wear a short sleeve shirt with spring uh, coming in. And uh, she has the band on her arms. So they all, it was cool. Amen. Amen. Um, this was not planned, but I'm going to do it anyway. Tina, you look happy. Amen. You want to share? Okay. She wasn't planning to share, okay, but she just looks like she's overflowing with joy. Amen? Share. My name is Tina, and I'm from Mobile, Alabama. And, um... I started drinking, I didn't come from a Christian home, uh, I started drinking at the age of around 17 or 18, and it was just really, you know, social drinking, it, it started that way. Well, it ended up being uh, two bottles of vodka a day, from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed. That was, that was it, that was my food, that was my drink, that was everything. I didn't care about my children, my job, or anything. All I did, all I cared about was a drink, and I didn't have Jesus in my heart, that was the biggest thing. I didn't know anything. When I came in here, I didn't, I didn't want to be here because I thought I was going to have to, I, you know, they told me I had to stay a year. Well, and then I couldn't smoke cigarettes. You know, that's a bad thing. And uh, so <laughs> I had to quit just like that. And, um, but I did it, and I thought it would, you know, be really rough, but it wasn't. But um, I've been here almost a year, and I've learned, oh, gosh, just everything about God and Jesus and just it's so wonderful the way I feel right now I don't ever want to go back to that way again and my children 
For the first time, we're here this past weekend, and they were the happiest children I've ever seen together all at one time. It was, it was great. And all I could do is thank God. That was God that did that to my children and to me. And I will thank him every day for the rest of my life because I'm going to heaven too. <laughs> Good morning. My name is Evan DePlessis. I'm 21 years old. I'm from Gonzales, Louisiana. Uh, Y'all looking at a totally changed person, a young man up here. Um, I came from an established family. My mom is a God-fearing woman. She trained me up in the way I should go, like Proverbs 22.6 says. And uh, I don't know, somewhere along the line, I veered off. The world was very enticing. I was uh, I had straight A's all through high school. In uh, 10th grade, I was introduced. I wanted to smoke weed one day, and uh, it escalated from there. I wanted to, I just, it just, it was a snowball effect. It went from that to heavier drugs and heavier drugs, and then I got hooked on a drug called ecstasy, and uh, it nearly took my life. I uh, had scholarships to LSU for band, um, all kind of things, but the life that I thought was life was the drug dealing life, where I just sell drugs, make money, get all these women, and that's, that's the life I thought was like I was living. I thought that was me living, and uh, I was severely mistaken. Uh, it kept getting worse and worse. I, uh, I got arrested. Um, you know, my family was disowning me, and my family, they always showed me love through my whole life. They, they always gave me what I wanted. They always spoiled me, and I got arrested, and I, I just seen my mom's look on her face. She was so disgusted because she raised me right, my dad, and they just they didn't want to talk to me or nothing, and you know, they told me about this program, Teen Challenge in Jail, and I, like everybody else here says it's a year long. Without, I was like, I don't want to do this program. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. I'd rather just take a charge. And uh, I finally, I was broken in jail. I just cried out to God, and they had a bed waiting for me in a week. And uh, I came in, and uh, in these 10 months, God, God has, God's restored my family's relationship. He restores my mom, my dad, my sisters. When my mom looks at me, she smiles. She don't cry anymore. She's just filled with tears of joy. Uh, when I see my family, I'm just filled with love, with Christ's love in me, because I can tell my family I love them and actually mean it now. It's not just a perverted love like the world shows or anything. And uh, since being here, you know, you walk by faith and not by sight. And this is crazy for me saying this, but uh, I'm doing an internship. I got two months left, and I'm going to give back to the ministry what it gave me. And uh, just one more thing before I finish. Any moms or grandparents, keep praying for your sons, your grandchildren, your cousins, because it does work. Because, I mean, we're all miracles up here. All these women, all these men, we're here by the grace of God and by people's prayers. So just keep on praying. Thank y'all.
Hi, my name's Amanda. I'm from Marrero, Louisiana, and I'm a little nervous, so y'all could please bear with me. Um, I didn't come from a Christian home, and I didn't know anything about Jesus, and I grew up, you know, pretty much just um, not doing anything productive. I mean, I did good in school. I got good grades. I quit going to school because it was messing up my drug sales, so that wasn't good, and um, <sighs> Jesus saved me. So I went through my teen years. I'm 19 years old. went through most of my teen years doing everything that wasn't the right thing, nothing productive. A lot of people in my family, you know, knew Christ, but I never knew Christ, you know. And they would tell me, you know, Amanda, you need to get saved. You need to, you know, live for God. But I didn't know what any of that meant. I thought they were looking down on me, but really they were right, and I was wrong the whole time and just didn't know it. So, um... God, I felt like God had his hand on me most of my life because a lot of the things that I did, I should be dead or should be in prison for a very long time. But, um, you know, Jesus had his hands on me. He wanted me. So he let me go to jail and sit in jail for a month. And in jail, I found him. Somebody gave me a Bible, read the Bible, and I called out to him one day. I asked him to get me out. I said, God, if you just get me out of jail, I'm never going to forget to read your word, and I'll never forget to thank you. He said, all right, Amanda, and he put me in Teen Challenge the next week in a place where I can't ever forget to thank him and ever forget to th read his word. So I know that God did that for me, and amen. Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Dwayne Siddle. I'm from Baton Rouge, and I am 45 years of age. Um, I hear a lot of guys that get up here like a joke about their age and kind of hide that fact. Me, I'm proud of it. Um, I've lived through 45 years of choices that I shouldn't have lived through. Um, the fact that I'm standing before you is a miracle. Um, Jesus Christ was very gracious and very loving to let me be here. Um, it is a privilege. Um, I grew up, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a very Christian home. My mother was God-fearing country-raised. And... Uh, very Bible-beating. Uh, we as children would ride on a school bus to church every Sunday and every Wednesday. You know, I had every opportunity in the world to accept Christ and to follow his lead in my life, and I never did. Um, I spent uh, roughly seven and a half to eight years in Alcoholics Anonymous and stayed sober that way. Uh, there was only one, one problem with that. I continued to smoke and chase women and live the lifestyle of the decadent. And... The book tells me straight up I can't serve two masters, and that's what I was doing. I was serving two masters. Uh, roughly three years ago, my, I lost my father. Um, that was a culmination of a lot of things. I had a lot of specifics in my life that weren't going well. And when I lost my father, I mean, he was my hero. And losing him, uh, it was hard to accept, to say the least. My drinking progressed to get worse. I had lost my, my sobriety in AA, and my, my life started a downward spiral at that point. I was fortunate enough to have a mom that was strong enough in Christ that even at the death of her husband she loved very much, she continued to pray for me and continued to do her job as a mother. Uh, she recommended one time I came home extremely intoxicated. It was the middle of the afternoon, and she recommended the teen challenge to me. I don't have to tell you what a 45-year-old man hearing the words teen challenge, how he's going to react. Uh, <laughs> That was, not, that was not a good option for me at that point <laughs> at all. Um, I would go back to AA and do it right. And the truth of the matter is, roughly one afternoon, and I can assure you and attest to this fact, this has something to do with my mom praying for me as well. 
I used to go to work, and at the time, I did not have transportation, so I'd bring a change of clothes and a duffel bag with me. And when I got off work every afternoon around 4 or 5 o'clock, I'd have that change of clothes in there I'd change into, and I'd walk two miles down the street to a bar. This routine went on for about six months. One afternoon, I was crossing over Sherwood Forest in Baton Rouge, and something hit me. And I know that it was Christ himself that told me, you can't live like this anymore. And when I recognized that fact, I decided that night I was not going to that bar. That night I went home. And a couple days later, I told my mom that I was going to Teen Challenge. And maybe I could help a few teenagers out. <laughs> I stand before you, a 45-year-old man that feels like a teenager again. Matthew 21, 22 tells me all things that I pray for and believe I will receive. And I've got life in Christ, and I too will be going to heaven, and I will see you all there, baby.
Amen. Give them a big hand. Amen. If that won't bless you, you better go to the casino or something. <laughs> Oops. Hope nobody took that wrong, right? I didn't say that. I didn't. Or go to Teen Challenge. There you go. Amen. You know, we had a graduation yesterday, and um, I was talking to Brother Russell this morning that. Um, and I've asked my staff this before, and he asked me, he says, Gary, you having fun? I said, yes. And um, it's, it's times like yesterday when you see that um, when you get up in the morning and, and you go to sleep at night and all those hours in between that a life has been changed, a family has been restored. Amen? And uh, that's what makes it all worthwhile. Um, Brother Russell informed me that... Um, you guys are online, and if you're uh, checking it out online, you can check us out online at LouisianaTeenChallenge.com. That's uh, Louisiana spelled out, LouisianaTeenChallenge.com. We have a wonderful website. Uh, and if there's someone out there that needs help, uh, there's very thorough instructions on how to get someone in the program. Amen? But before we go there, I just want to share with you very briefly, I was... Uh, Turned here just a few minutes ago. If you would turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. Just going to be just very brief here. I was sitting in Orleans, Orleans Parish Prison um, in 97. And I was there for a week, and when I, uh, when I got locked up, uh, it was for public intoxication. And I, um, I wanted a, a novel to read because I, 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 you know, one who had did time before and been locked up many times before that knew how to do seven days, okay? You sleep, you read, and you eat. So the food was a no-brainer. They'll bring that to you three times a day. Sleep is a no-brainer, but you need something to read to put you to sleep. So I'm looking for something to read, and fortunately, in Orleans Parish Prison, there was uh, no books uh, allowed whatsoever, so I couldn't find anything to read. And it was about two days, at, uh, two days into my little stay there of the seven-day stay, the Gideons brought a Bible in, and I started reading it. And the scripture that changed my life was Matthew chapter 6, and this is where I gave my heart to Christ, and somebody out there needs to hear this, okay? Because we give our heart to Christ, but yet we don't live for him. And if you want to be free, all you have to do is live for him. There's nothing special about Teen Challenge. There's something special about the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen? Uh, the only advantage we have over the church is we have these men and women every day. That's the only advantage we have. Uh, the, the, the thing that's standing in the way of discipleship today is ADD, that tag. 
that we've put on things. You know, uh, I was joking with somebody the other day. I was joking with a family member. You know, we, we, uh, people like to put a tag on people all the time. Well, they're uh, bipolar. Well, they're ADD. Well, they're this and they're that, you know. And uh, I can't tell you how many times, and I'm not up here, I'm not one of these persons that says, look, you're, you're not this, there's a place for medical, there's a place for medicine, there's, it always has, I can't, but I cannot tell. How many of you were diagnosed bipolar? Raise your hand. By who? Who did that? Who diagnosed you that? Okay. How many of you were diagnosed ADD? Raise your hand. How many of you were diagnosed manic depressant? Raise your hand. By the way, church, I really believe, believe the Lord's put this on my heart. Have I ever did this before? How many of you been diagnosed with other things? Raise your hand. How many are, are you on that medication that you were diagnosed for this or on it right now? Come on, church. You know, we put tags on things and we put tags on people. I could go to the doctor right now and I could get, I could get medication, I could get a crazy check, I could get everything. I could get it all. Because I am crazy, amen? But the only thing that changes these individuals' life, in church you need to hear this, is the gospel. We don't do anything but give them the gospel. I was telling you, Pastor, this morning, you know, I wear myself out trying to perform behavior modification. You, can't, you may be able to modify someone's behavior, but if God hasn't worked on the inside and changed them from the inside out, the answer has not come. Jesus is setting people free, but until you're discipled and know what it takes to be free, it's hard to walk in it. Yes, there is a miraculous touch of God. I have been touched by God. I have had to pick myself up off the floor. I have cried till I didn't have any tears. I didn't think there was anything left. I've had those moments, but let me tell you something. I need to know what God's Word wants me to do each and every day, or else I will not stay free. Now, every one of these individuals can make the choice take back the label that the world put on them. And you could ask them how much we talk about this. We don't hardly ever talk about it. All we tell them, look, before you come in, you can't take that stuff. And the choice is theirs. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, wow, I didn't need it. Amen? All I needed was sugar and pasta. I didn't realize that, you know? All I needed was caffeine, sugar, and pasta. I'm not going to read this whole passage of Scripture, but God spoke to me in Orleans Parish Prison, and he said, because I was doubting. I was doubting what had happened to me. I was doubting, okay, wait a second, wait a second. Why is the cigarette smoke smelling bad to me now? Why am I not trying to steal a cigarette from somebody so that I can have one to smoke. Why is the language all of a sudden sounding bad to me? It's because Jesus had started to do something on the inside. But doubt came in. 
And I was fortunately, thank God for the Gideons. Fortunately. Fortunately, they brought me a Bible and I'm reading it. And as doubt was coming in, if I didn't have the Word of God, the living Word, what a novel idea, huh? That it's living. It's the living Word of God. You want God to speak to you? Read His Word, amen? Don't wait for somebody to lay their hands on you and give you a word of knowledge. Read the God's Word for yourself and find out what God wants you to do. And what God wanted me to do right then was what the Bible says. It said, Gary... Don't worry about what you're going to wear when you get out of here. I'm paraphrasing chapter 6. Don't worry about what you're going to eat when you get out of here. Don't worry about where you're going to work. Because all my bridges have been burned. Don't worry about anything. There is a bird, there is a sparrow that God takes care of. You're a human being that was created in the image of Almighty God. And how much more important are you than a bird? I clothed all of uh, the, the Solomon's feet. You know, I clothed the fields, the lilies. You know, they neither toil nor do they spin. And they're much more prettier than all of Solomon's glory. How much more important are you, Gary? We've got to take this gospel message personal. How much more important is every individual out here? How much more important are these men and women in Teen Challenge than a bird? And God says, I don't, I don't, he doesn't have to beg to me for anything. Turn your Bibles real quick to Psalm 15, and I'm going to close with this. Let me tell you something. There's some people sitting out here this morning that God may have put a tag, I mean, uh, the world may have put a tag on you, but God wants to put another tag on you this morning. Amen? Let me tell you what we do at Teen Challenge. Let me tell you what uh, our education to be able to run Teen Challenge, it, 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 we have none, okay? <laughs> I'm about as dumb as they come. We have no education. We're just dumb enough to believe that God set me free and he'll do it for somebody else. Amen? But let me tell you the secret. See, if you have one main problem in your life and you want God to take care of that problem, but there's other stuff that you want to hang on to, you're not getting rid of that problem. Everybody has a large problem in your life. Everybody. Pastors, Teen Challenge directors, businessmen, lay people. We all have one big problem in our life. If we really look at ourselves, we may not be actively uh, uh, involved in that problem, but that, that's something that may be something on the shelf, you know, that we constantly, we have to be aware but so that it doesn't come back into our life. Whatever it is. But for these men and women to be delivered, and for you out there, if you've got something you're struggling with, God says, uh, 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 David asked Lord God a question in verse 1. He says, who can dwell in your tent, God? Who? 
Well, uh, David, if you have a drug problem, if you'll go to Teen Challenge and sleep 365 days in a bed at Teen Challenge, you can dwell in my tent. No. No. He says, who can live on your holy mountain? In other words, who can stay in God's presence and stay free? This is who can stay in God's presence and stay free. The one who lives honestly. You're true with yourself. You're true with people around you. You're true with your pastor. You're true with your spouse. You're true with your family. One who lives honestly. That's the one that stays free. Acknowledges the truth in his or her heart. Psalm 15 says, that is who dwells in the temple of God. Who does not slander with his tongue. You want to stay free of a problem? I tell these, you know what the easiest thing that ever happened to these Teen Challenge students and Gary Bentley was getting delivered from drugs. The easiest thing that ever happened. Ask them the hardest thing that they're having to deal with is talking about staff. Amen? That's the hardest thing that they got to deal with. You want to be free? Don't slander people. Don't slander them. If someone comes up to you and says, hey, what did, uh, did you hear about so-and-so? <clears throat> well, no, I didn't, but let's ask so-and-so first, okay? You thought there was some special education for their freedom, didn't you? Does not harm his friend or discredit his neighbor. One who despises the one rejected of the Lord or despises just a person's lifestyle that is not right. You, you don't despise the person. You just despise that lifestyle. You don't, want, you don't want that lifestyle for that person. One who honors those who fear the Lord. One who keeps his word whatever the cost. Whatever it matters. Yes, pastor, I'll show up for uh, uh, volunteer Saturday. Oops. One who does not lend his money at interest or take a bribe against the innocent. The one who does these things will never, ever, ever be moved. You want Teen Challenge doctrine? That's it. Live for Christ, you'll never have a drug problem again. Live for Christ, you'll never drink again. Live for Christ, you'll never commit adultery again. Live for Christ, you'll never look at pornography again. But don't go to the cross just to not look at pornography. Don't go to the cross just to not drink again. Don't go to the cross just to get your marriage back. Go to the cross to live for Jesus, and you'll get your marriage back. Go to the cross to live for Jesus, and you'll never drink again. Go to the cross to live for Jesus, and you'll never be a pervert again. Amen? That's the gospel message. Let me ask Jake, could y'all uh, come up, please? Worship team. Once again, ladies and gentlemen of Teen Challenge, uh, since he gave you the Spanish version, I'm going to give you the Russian version. We have our Zhenshini Teen Challenge and our Zhevishki Teen Challenge. Slava Bogo! Praise the Lord. That's uh, men and women for Teen Challenge.
How many of you has had the world put a tag on you? Raise your hand. Once again, church, I've never did this before. I want y'all to keep your hands up. Everybody look this way. That's either they've been diagnosed with something and they were prescribed medication for that something. Who's on that medication? Take your hand down. Keep it up. Do they look sane? Everybody stand. The only reason I'm asking you to close your eyes is just because of the ADD I was talking about. Amen? That's the only reason. Not because it's a religious thing to do. close their eyes if you're out there this morning and you're not free and just because Teen Challenge was represented up here it doesn't mean that you have to be addicted to drugs to not be free we're not going to put that tag on you if you're not free and you need Christ to set you free this morning raise your hand I'm going to ask you to come to the altars there were several hands that were raised right now come on right now every eyes closed there's there's lay people up here to meet you come on everybody now's the time grace is given to the humble God resisteth the proud okay Now's, now's the time not to be proud. Now's the time to say, God, I need you.
to them, then go ahead. Church, I just want y'all to make a loud noise and celebrate for these people who are up at this altar. Come on! to pray and just be ministered to and I want everybody in the, in the congregation to look this way who has a loved one out there that's struggling with a lifestyle of addiction that you want to see get saved today raise your hand raise your hand all right everybody that raised your hand come and come up to these altars to the left to the right pile in anywhere you can we're going to minister in that area amen that's up here that's uh you have a loved one that's hurting you know we've tried everything especially when we love someone we've we've, we've tried it all sometimes to a fault and i don't mean that condemning or ugly it's just when we love someone willing to do anything that we can to help them but God knows where they're at this morning amen they have a free will and God knows where they're at he's concerned we believe in prayer I know your pastor believes in prayer we believe that God not that you haven't been praying so far amen we're gathered together as one group of people this morning and we're just going to believe that God is going to do something. Amen? We're going to believe it. We're going to believe it together. If y'all feel comfortable with this, if you're a member of this church, if you attend this church and you see a, 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 a Teen Challenge student, okay, Y'all can work your, either you guys work your way over here and look at them, okay? If you've got a girl that you're praying for, come over here and get with the ladies. Look at them, pray with them, and picture your loved one, amen? In a white shirt or a pink shirt, amen? But our prayer is that they don't have to come to Team Challenge, that God will touch them, melt their heart, change their life. God, you know every situation. You know the pain that evolves around drug addiction and alcohol addiction. And God, we just ask for you to set the captive free this morning. Start the process this morning, God. 
Father, turn up the heat in their situation. Make them miserable in their sin, God. Let me ask you something this morning. If, if, if you will agree with me, then agree with me. If you're ready for God to do whatever it takes short of death for the sake of their soul, then agree with me here, okay? God, whatever it takes short of death for the sake of their soul, so be it. Amen? So be it. God, I'm ready. I'm ready. Thank you, Jesus. All these ones who are praying up here, God, just give them hope. Comfort them, God. Comfort these sweet people to know that you are concerned about their loved ones. You are concerned about their friends. You love them. You love them right where they're at. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord another hand. Hallelujah. Come on, where they are blessing, let them know how much you love them. What a tremendous blessing. Hallelujah. If you're through, you may return back to your seats. She Challenge will be up here. They'll be in the foyer if you need any information. How many were blessed? I tell you, this beats any show you can go see. This touches you to the very core. I want the ushers to come forward. You may just have a seat for just a moment. It takes a lot of money to feed and to pay the bills and all the different things they have to do. So we want to pick up a special love offering for them. You can write out your checks to Word of Grace. Teen Challenge on the bottom. You can get an envelope and write it out. Special offering. We want you to pray. Just take a moment and pray. Let's sow into these somebody's children here sons and daughters what a blessing another thing I, I talked to brother Gary about uh, they just got a restaurant that they're going to be opening up a restaurant in D Dotson and uh, I said we're going to make a motorcycle trip over there and go eat some of their cooking hallelujah but don't you love them let the Holy Spirit just speak Lord not just the prayers that were offered for their loved ones that are addicted but Lord there's something with the giving that breaks Lord we pray that you speak to our hearts what we would sow into this ministry that is changing lives not just in Louisiana but all over the world that brother David Wilkerson started over 50 years ago and Lord we see the fruit as it continues through this prophet of God and Lord we thank you for Gary and Sandy we thank you for blessing their ministry and all that they do and Lord, we just ask you right now to minister and speak to every heart. Thank you that lives have been changed today forever. In Jesus' name. You may pass it. God bless you as you give. We want to be a blessing to them. We praise God for them. Hallelujah. How many of you know you make a difference? Amen. You make a difference and we appreciate your giving. You know, we're getting ready for the mission trip to the Navajo Indians. But how many know right here in Louisiana we have a mission? Right in our area. We want to thank all you guys and gals. Thank you all for being transparent and telling us your testimonies. Thank you guys. You guys are precious. Teen Challenge just opened up its first center in New Mexico. Wow, that'd be something to check out, Brother Mike.
Hallelujah. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. Man, y'all were great. Man, y'all were great. Y'all were on the internet. Y'all were live today. And it's in the archive. Tell your family to go. And if they don't believe it, some of your old boyfriends, girlfriends, whoever don't believe that you were singing in a choir today, tell them to go on the internet. Tell them, call Alabama. Hey. I'm up here singing. I ain't got a bottle. I got a microphone. Hallelujah. And you're beautiful. God bless you. God bless each and every one of you. Man, what a great group. Hallelujah. Well, I tell you what, I got saved again today. How about you? Amen. It was awesome. It was so awesome. Listen, we love you tonight. Don't forget, we're going to have concert. Man, it's going to be wild. It's going to be great. And then Sunday night, I mean, next Sunday morning, we have Easter. How many are going to be here at least Easter? Come see people who don't come except for Easter and Christmas. Come see them. And we know we're going to have an awesome time. God already has given me a message two weeks ago for this coming Sunday morning. But don't forget Wednesday night, the Book of Romans, Intercession Tuesday night. We love you and we bless you and you're dismissed. See you tonight at 6 o'clock. God bless you. Amen. Tell everybody here that you love them. Reach out and talk to them.